I also had uh, some sushi for dinner tonight, so maybe that's also influencing what I'm nosing here. Which gas station did you get that from? <laughs> Just somewhere there off the parkway. The place that uh, you know serves the donuts. The donuts. Dough Daddy's. Sushi. You never had sushi at Dough Daddy's? <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode 132 of the Mashup, the best bourbon conversation you are going to hear all week long. We're your host, Anthony, Steven, and the other dude. What's up, dudes? <laughs> What's up? I'll, y'all made me wear a little name tag tonight that says the other dude. It's like masking tape that <laughs> yeah. says the other dude on it. I just want to make sure we knew who. Not sure what that's about, but yeah. that's cool. <laughs> I'm game. Hey, other dude. You're looking good. I don't know what's going on, but I'll I'll roll with it. You'll roll with it. Yeah, I think the, everyone will find out what's going on there in a second. Word, word. How, what's going on tonight, guys? How are you all? So, fellas, a couple weeks ago, someone got older. Yeah, uh, I'd like to stop talking about that because Kenny, we recorded that one, and you wished me, and you said like, you know, you got my AARP card. Mm-hmm. Well. Sorry, your facial hair is falling off now. <laughs> yeah, right. And then I went ahead and shaved and everything. Maybe I'm trying to feel younger. But one thing I didn't get to tell you guys about was the birthday experience that I had. So every year, my birthday falls on our National Communication Association Conference week. Mm-hmm. And so I'm an academic. I think some folks know that. But if Steamed they don't know university. that. Yeah. At, a, at a local university. And so I went off to National Harbor, Maryland. I was basically you know, captive with my uh, colleagues and old friends and people. And so <laughs> when word started to spread that it was my birthday, as, as it, it always does, every year, as every <laughs> year it does, right? Exactly. I wonder who starts that rumor. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's totally me, right? No, somebody wishes me on Facebook and next thing you know, everyone at the conference like, oh, hey, I got to buy you a drink later. And it's like, okay, so I'm usually drinking good, you know? So my colleague and her, her husband said, can we take you for a drink like early afternoon? So like five o'clock, I go and I meet them. And we're looking for a place that's more quiet. So we go to the nicest place in the, it was the uh, Gaylord National Harbor Hotel. So it's like a big convention center. And they have a really nice restaurant called Old Hickory. At the same the same place as uh, Nashville. Yeah, right. right. It's the same thing at Nashville. So it's the same kind of a hotel, right? And so- Same um, restaurant. It's the same restaurant and everything. So Old Hickory is a fancy restaurant. Yeah. Right? You know, very expensive steaks and everything else. So we sit down at the bar. I get a paper plane. What you guys know what a paper plane is? I do not. It's a bourbon drink. Is oh, it really? What'd you think it was, Stephen? I plead the fifth. <laughs> All right. So it's it's bourbon. I it involved upside down pineapples. <laughs> I was going down that way, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> you guys. It's very fruity. So yeah, Aperol and bourbon and uh, bitters and lemon together. And it actually tastes pretty good. So I got one of those and my colleagues were drinking wine. And so we were about to leave to go to this opening reception thing. And they said, let's get one more drink. So then I got an old fashioned and I was talking bourbon with the bartenders and things like that and everything. Well, my colleague's husband decides he's not happy because there's a fruit fly that's like going around the top of his wine glass. That can be annoying. Yeah. Oh, trust me. We get to in the spring in my house when the kids are in and out of the house a lot and the fruit flies are in there and I put bourbon down, they're always hovering my bourbon, right? So I get it. He was annoyed. And so he was waiting for an audience. Like literally he was building the time, building an audience. He kept saying like, I'm going to get this fruit fly. I'm going to get this fruit fly. He kept saying it over and over again. And his wife's like, no, it's not a good idea. And he's like, I'm going to get it. So as soon as he gets everybody's attention, he's like, I'm going to get this fly. He like Hulk smashes his glass of wine against the top of the bar. It shatters. Oh my God. What else was he thinking that was going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. 
And then guess where all this wine went? All over me, right? Oh, wow. All over me, all over him. So it's like six o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm covered in red wine. <laughs> Too early for that. Too early for that, right? So on my birthday. <laughs> so Do you try to sop the wine up with his face <laughs> on the bar there? The best part about it is- wow. The the bartender like gets a glass of club soda and a napkin like that's going to do any good for me <laughs> like here's wow. some club soda napkin I'm like I'd literally have to bathe in this stuff to even have a chance to save anything here right so she wasn't patting you one right. one inch at a time <laughs> I I literally I think when they set the Two club soda later in front of me because I had red wine <laughs> I had red wine all over me that I was just like I think I drank the club soda because I was like what the heck do you want me to do with this. So the best part is they're like, okay, so my colleague is so embarrassed of her husband. She, like, she, is. she would not talk to him. She's like, I can't believe that you did that. So he and I are both covered in wine, and we have to walk across the lobby now to That's get a, back that, to that. That is a walk of shame <laughs> if I ever heard it. <laughs> oh, my God. So the funniest thing is they were trying to hang behind me. I said, no, no, no. You get up here. You walk right <laughs> you, next you to me. You take the brunt of this. We're owning this together. So people are like getting ready to go out to dinner and stuff. Like I'm running into people and I'm just like, I'll see you in a little bit because I literally just had to get upstairs as quick as possible. So I took my clothes and actually tossed them into the shower and tried to use like the regular bar soap to just get something going so that it wouldn't stain the clothes. And somehow or another, I was able to salvage the clothes. When I got home, I washed them and all that red wine stain came out of them. So I oh, damn. must have done something right there. So if you ever have an unfortunate incident like I had, you can remember this story and know how to get the red wine out of your clothes. Has anything like that ever happened to you, you guys? My God. No. That is wild. I can't imagine being like, you know, the spouse. <laughs> So now you're well, the one that works there, like the plus one. Right. And well, he does that and they do that. I texted her and I said, listen, everything's fine. That could have been a lot worse, right? Glass shattered everywhere. It could have got on one of us or whatever. I said, it could have been a lot worse. I said, it didn't ruin my night. I was downstairs having a beer. I said, don't let it ruin yours. And she said something funny like, don't worry, I'm serving his divorce papers tomorrow morning or something like that. But I saw him the next day. Everything was all good. It was kind of funny. Wow. But that's not where the fun ends. Uh-oh. Because... So you guys, you guys know the comedian uh, D.L. Hughley? You ever heard of D.L. Hughley? No. Yes, of course. Okay. So D.L. Hughley is like, uh, to me, the guy's famous because- he, He's very famous. Yeah, he's got, was, I don't know if he was ever part of like one of the traveling comedy tours or not, but I've seen his stand-up comedy. I think he was on a sitcom, right? He's on yeah, BET all the time and stuff. BET, started on BET, and then he um, also had a political show on CNN. So the guy's had a lot of stuff going in his career. I think he's like nearly 60 years old. And so when I'm getting ready to leave Washington, uh, D.C., like flying out of Reagan, I get on my plane and I immediately notice in first class what looks like D.L. Hughley. He's sitting with two other guys and a massive dog. Like, I don't even know what kind of dog this was. It was a massive dog just like sprawled out in first class. So I'm like, I get to the back of the plane and everyone's talking about the dog. Nobody like cares that that's D.L. Hughley. And I'm like, that's D.L. Hughley. And be like, what, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it has to be him. I'm like, because it just has to be. So then I Google real quick on my phone and we were flying to Cincinnati and I saw that he had a show in Cincinnati like that evening. So I'm like, that's definitely him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm like trying to figure out like, you know, I don't know. You guys ever run into anybody famous like out and about like that? Or, you know, someone that's got like a national stature? I like, have. Still- and it's, uh, we're trying to figure out how to approach. Like, do you just kind of like try to sneak a little selfie? Do you actually go up and talk to him? Right. Do you- who it was? Do you remember right. who your famous person was that you ran into? Honestly, I have a lot. A several. Lot. Okay. Um, down at J-Hop, a few different ones. Uh, 
Kaylee, what's her, Kuko from Ku- Big Bang? Kaylee Kuoko or whatever. Kuoko. Yeah, yeah oh, nice. Scotty McCreary down there. Oh, yeah, that's um, right. You took a picture that day. Didn't you say he, he caught you taking, me, he he took, caught he caught me, you taking yeah, a picture? He caught me taking a picture. I should have come down there and been like, Scotty McCreary down here. He's got such a deep voice. He's talking like this all the time. Yeah. Anyway, do you sell alcohol at Jackson's? That's what you sound like. <laughs> you sound like Big John Ledford down there. That's what you do. That's you do. Yeah, that's right. So you've seen some famous people. How about you, Steven? You run any famous no. people out and about on your vacations or anything? Not really. So let me cut to the chase here. So I'm thinking like I'd like to get a selfie or something with D.L. Hughley because it's pretty cool, right? And plus he was like, you know, I like my fashion, right? You guys know I love my parkas and jackets and things like that. And my shoes. Parkas. Shoes. Yeah, shoes, parkas, all that one. You know about parkas. Hey, don't parkas you Parkas are very roomy. They are. They're yeah. very, you need that room for yeah. different reasons, yeah. but um, they keep you warm. Um, so D.L. Hughley is wearing like a pink, like a salmon colored, like massive peacoat. And so we exit the plane. He's in first class. And look, there's no way I'm going to be anywhere close to him because he's going to be through the airport and out of Cincinnati before I even get a chance to like look and see their selfie. Well, that didn't happen. I actually end up behind him in the airport and I'm seeing groups of people kind of like say hi to him and like kind of geek out a little bit and go, oh my God, you know, and things like that. So as I'm getting closer to him, I'm like, you know, I got to be able to get close to him, say hi to him or whatever. I kind of like Kenny said, I didn't know what I was going to say. And so right is... I'm getting close to the escalators and he's by the elevators because he has his dog that he has to take down the elevator. This group of people that just passed him to these girls go sprinting back to get a photo with him. And he, you could tell he was kind of annoyed. He kind of like put his hands up and was like, come on, you know, like he just, he didn't seem like he wanted the attention. So as I mentioned, I'm going down the escalator. Now I glance over at him and he kind of like shoots me a peace sign, like kind of connects eyes with me and shoots me a peace sign. So I just said, Hey back. And I'm like, what the heck was that about? So <laughs> we go down the escalator and he rode the tram, so like he ended up in front of me. And so then we're walking toward the hallway right before to go to baggage claim. And it's just he and his two handlers and his dog. And I'm right behind him. So I just got up right alongside of him. And I was like, hey, bro, your jacket is fire. And he like put his hands on like his jacket. He was like, oh, thank you, baby. Thank you. He's like, I see you back there. They better tell you you look like Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, I hear that all the time. So that was the and he was like, yeah, I saw yeah. you, man. I was like, I'm a man Adam over there. He's like, I could have swore. And then he was like, you know, and I was like, well, I've, I've never heard anybody as famous as you say that. That's what I like my counter to him. And so then I just like, I don't want to bother him for a selfie. So I just said, you know, like, have a good stay in Ohio and have a great show. And he said, thank you, baby. Thank you. And then he went on his way to go get whisked away with transportation. But that was a cool moment like he was a really cool dude really was cool. and um and i got another verification that somehow or another i'm adam sandler yeah. so i guess yes. i need to go try to shoot some movies with adam sandler or something like that that'd be cool you can be the stunt double right exactly stunt I mean, he's pretty old i'm pretty old so something's got to work out there right mm-hmm. yeah for this week we have one review to read yes we do and so this review to uh, has the title of i like it <laughs> i <laughs> like it, it and it comes to us from sean of is that camus i believe it's camus or camus he writes with a five-star review <laughs> two of the three hosts are pretty good not sure what's up with the other dude <laughs> oh, so that's the other dude thing oh my god when when i saw this come through on apple podcast steven you saw it too i was like five star review (laughs) i screened i screened yeah it and sent you right away yeah he said it to me i mean we were kind of trying to figure out who that was about so it's about me you think it's about you i'm the other dude (laughs) that's my that's what my name tag says no you know what's funny about this so i i love the fact that this happens but 
but Sean, like a lot of other people that listen to our podcast, actually found and messaged us on Facebook. And he said, there's a cheeky review coming your way. And I was like, what does he mean by that? And then, of course, I kind of forgot about it. And a week later, because Apple takes a while to actually show you what the reviews are, when it popped up, it took me a second. At first, I was like, who is this person talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. And so he, he just kind of said he was trying to have some fun. He said he likes the show best when we have three hosts instead of two. Mm-hmm. But I think what he was trying to do deep down was trying to goad us into going at it with each other. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was going to say, it's got to be Steven. No, it's got to be Kenny. It ain't me. <laughs> it's not me. Yeah, it'll be me. It's all good. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Well, if you'd like a shout out, just leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, however, and next time I record, we'll give you a shout out. Gentlemen, for this week, we have a bottle that looks like it comes from the Far East. Far, far East. Far, far East. Very far. Very far. Yeah. For this week, we have a bottle of Legent. Yamazaki cast finish blend. Oh, yeah. Bottle sexy. So we have the Legent Yamazaki imported and bottled by the James B. Beam Distilling Company in Claremont, Kentucky. The bottle date is 2023. Nice cork pop there. The ABV is 57%. The proof is 114. There's no age statement on the bottle, but all the press releases say it's eight year old bourbon plus finishing, time finishing in wine, sherry, and X. Yamazake casks. I had a, I, I thought I was going to have problems, uh, you know, pronouncing that one, but I guess I got it out right. This barrel's had a hat trick before it even left the place. <laughs> there you go. That is a sexy bottle, though. Yeah, the mash bill is undisclosed, but I have to imagine if it's eight year old beam, it's probably got a beam mash bill. But beam does have a lot of different mash bills, so I don't know which one they used. And the MSRP on this is one ninety nine. However, <laughs> the way that I got this bottle was. It popped up on Total Wines app. Okay, Ooh. that you that you frequent quite often. Ah, so I have to met, I have to be honest here. So when I went and visited the Beam Distillery, I talked with a nice gentleman there who's involved in the distillery operations, and he said this was a whiskey that he was most excited about for the year. So after he said that, I said I need to get a bottle of it. So I'm stocking a Total Wine app. It pops up on there, but I can't go to Total Wine. Right, you're there all the time. <laughs> I, Backdoor manager can't go into Total Wine. Right? Oh yeah, you say you said the back door. So I was so close to, <laughs> I was so close to breaking my uh, boycott and actually walking into Total Wine and purchasing this. But as luck would have it, Jason Hale, our Senate culture friend of the podcast, personal friend, said, "Hey, I'm out at Total Wine getting this," and I said, "Hey, can you go see if they have this?" <laughs> And he said, yep, they got it. I go, could you buy it for me? He said, yeah. And the reason why I'm telling you this long story and we're talking about MSRP is because Total Wine was charging two fourteen ninety nine, And I thought that was pretty rich of them to ask an extra $15 over MSRP because, you know, they got the lowest prices in town. So thank you, Jason. Shame on you, Total Wine. I hate that store. Well, we know why they have to upcharge it, right? I got to pay for the back, the back room manager. Mm-hmm. All those employee discounts yeah. it takes. <laughs> and all the allocated bottles. Yeah, allocated bottles. I just think this is during the time where they thought they could just charge anybody whatever they wanted to and people would buy it. Well, so whatever. And with them, much anyone in the Lexington area, their ads, you know. What, you talking about the big billboards? The big billboards. Oh, man. About don't get barned and blah, 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 blah. They're, yeah, they're going after Liquor Barn. Yeah. But they're, they're freaking way above retail. Oh, I know. So they are, Total Wine probably really is the worst. At least Liquor Barn doesn't go around saying, like, we have the lowest prices in town. I mean, yeah. now they advertise their prices on certain things, but Total Wine is constantly telling you they have the lowest prices, right. and then they're, they're charging 
more than most. It's like on, the, it's like the ad yeah. when they moved in town, like what five years ago. Oh yeah, and then they had then they had the lowest prices. They did have the lowest they're prices. Everyone. Yeah, and then as soon as they got the foothold in the market, they were like, yeah. "Oh, peace, man. We've abandoned those low prices." They'll still tell you that the lowest prices on wine, though. And I mean, who's no one's drinking wine? I mean, that's a small category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't buy wine, so I don't know how the prices stack up. Yeah. But you know, who knows? It might be like the bourbon. They might have some things that retail and they mark everything else up a lot. Apparently, well, let's talk about this work of art here. It comes in this. Uh, magnetized uh nice box mm-hmm. with i'm kind of colorblind but it looks like gray and black is that gray and black or blue and black it's like a it's, it's like a, a slate. Blue slate it's like a slate slate with a black with okay them. well i will tell you this on this box there's more damn writing on the back than i could care to ever read there's a lot of writing it's like a novel and it's in like uh four no point, doubt uh size font um i don't even know because i I've said in previous episodes I can't actually read. So the box is actually pretty beautiful for like a non-wood or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's just kind of cardboard. Kind of glossy, though. It's kind of glossy. Finish. Has gold accents. Looks nice. Like one has, of those Louis Vuitton purses, right? There you go. Has more words markings. on the inside. Um, a lot of words I'm on the box. I'm already getting sleepy. Yeah, but talk talk about this bottle here. Bottle sexy, man. That is hot. It's got the gold that, trim around the uh, cork. The cork it's got a nice, is nice big fat cork. Really nice. Yeah. Kentucky and Japan both are listed on the cork and gold. Right. It um this might be the way this label is and then the gold accent in the middle might be one of the most attractive bottles that I think I've seen next to a Michter's bottle. Well, that just looks like a standard like Baker's bottle. It is, I think. I think this is actually Baker's, isn't it? Is that a Baker's bottle? Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's very similar and then, you know, even though we're doing this is the this is the premium version of Legion, the Yamazaki, um they have a regular bottle of of legion as well a regular release is a 94 proof and i like that oh you didn't like that i I actually like that i mean now i haven't had it in two years when it released but um i liked it when it released same though i haven't had it in two years but that regular bottle looks just like this this just has a lot more cool accents and things on anything else on there steven on the back if you look on the back they're showing kentucky all the way over to japan like the map they're showing you because i think it was i think that was distilled here in kentucky right but then sent over there for aging wait can they say they were at sea as well oh <laughs> legion jefferson version no. actually why don't they take it and put it in a cargo hold of a plane and then that could be a new type of aging right? like this space aging flowing around yeah. the uh actually i think somebody is going to do space aging right no they are oh they are i, yeah. I think uh, it's, a, it's something out of like I thought I already saw something. There's somebody North Carolina or South Carolina. It's going to be ten grand or something to shoot up a rocket into space. And yeah, but man, it's a nice looking bottle. So yeah, Kenny, you mentioned a trip this took. So that's what got me initially was a story. And so when I asked the person at Beam why they were so excited about this whiskey, he said, you know, it started here in Kentucky. We shipped it over there. It was finished in three different casks: wine, sherry, ex Yamazaki, and then. The fifth ever master blender, I believe they call him, of uh, Yamazaki, which is a very revered Japanese whiskey brand, Suntory brand. He's actually responsible for the blending of this. And so that's what apparently makes it so special is the fact that it took a trip all the way over there to get finished and blended and then came back here to be bottled. So it kind of went back and forth a couple times. And it has to be good. If it wasn't good, he'd probably have to fall on a sword. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, little uh, little dark reference. Well, we're gonna get into this one right here. <laughs> oh man, call this the kamikaze bottle. Apologize to our Japanese listeners. But that's one thing we need to review a Japanese whiskey. You know, we have to do that. Actually, yeah. Well, we're talking about it. How 
how much experience does anybody at the table have with Japanese whiskey? The extent of mine is going to uh, Julius's sushi place. Okay. And he's poured me four, five, six Japanese whiskeys each time I've gone. Okay. But that's really my extent. Yeah, I, don't, I, think, I don't own any bottles at all. I think I've had tried less than a handful, and it's just been random. Right. Um, I couldn't S- tell you names or anything. Yeah. Some were more scotch-like. I didn't like them at all. Right. And some were, I'm going to say Irish whiskey-like, but they were still more whiskey-ish, per se, I guess. Well, I think Japanese whiskey draws a lot of influence from scotch. Right, and yeah. the way that they do things, and so a lot of finishing and different casks and things like that. We did the uh, Blanton's Black label. That doesn't count, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese version of Blanton's. That does kind of count, doesn't it? That's funny. But no, the only time I ever bought any Japanese whiskey, even though this is not Japanese whiskey, it's just finished in Japanese whiskey casks, um, was I was down at Jackson's one day, and I think it was Eric, since you already said I did a John impression. Eric was like, he's like, uh, you, you want this Japanese whiskey? He's like, I heard this is pretty good stuff. And, of course, me, I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll try it. Why not? It was Hibiki Harmony. Mm-hmm. And it was about a $100 bottle, I think, or maybe $80, somewhere in there. So it wasn't like the high-end one, but it was yeah. you know once-a-year release or whatever. I bought it, and it was like, I don't know, like kind of like bland it's banana. Scotchy. okay. Bland banana, scotch grains, a little bit of fruit kind of thing or grainy. And I think I ended up putting that up on Depot and selling it for like 60 bucks. Was it, eight, Some, was it 80 proof? Yeah, 80 proof. Someone was really happy to have it, uh, but I was not happy to have it. So I don't have really a lot of good experiences. Did you like anything you've tasted down there? At, uh, you said scotch and stuff, but is there anything like There was one he gave me that I actually did like that I would like drink again. Yeah. And the other ones I just I did not like. Just, but I don't, you know, it's not my jam. I've loved most Irish whiskeys I've tried, but I've not liked any scotch. Um, I've even had some expensive scotches. No, the Japanese whiskey, only one of the five or six he gave me I liked. Well, a lot of those whiskeys are single malts, and we have kind of been on a single malt sort of kick. A little run bit. lately. Yeah, a little bit of a run. Well, I guess it's not really been single malts, right? But uh, malts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, malts in general. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to try this one. I like the color, man. It's dark. Dark liquids. Dark liquids. Dark I mean, liquids. There you go. Louisville. We always got to do the dark liquids. That's a tribute. Yeah. All right. I love mean. Dark dude. for eight years, huh? Mean's awesome. <laughs> eight years, yeah. And I guess all the other castings. Done. Eight years plus the other cast, yeah. yeah. And I don't know how long they finished. It doesn't say how long they finished them, but I got to imagine this project took a long time. I'm sure it wasn't just something they yeah. did overnight. Especially if they said. Th- Send it to Japan. Yeah. Plus, I don't know how many bottles they released. It doesn't say like they have bottle count, but Beam usually makes enough stuff to go around. You know what I mean? They don't. That's what I kind of appreciate about their limited releases that they're available. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you really want to get one, you usually can. Well, should we go for our first nosing? Sounds good. Get a little proof on the nose. Coming at 114, which is 100% different than what I'm used to with Japanese whiskey. I personally pick up a lot of the sherry on the nose. Um, to me, there's a the sherry sweetness. I also had uh, some sushi for dinner tonight, so maybe that's also influencing what I'm nosing here. Which gas station did you get that from? <laughs> Just somewhere there off the parkway. The place that uh, you know serves the donuts. The donuts. Dough Daddy's. Sushi. You never had sushi at Dough Daddy's? <laughs> sushi <laughs> the best, donut? Best place to get it. <laughs> I'm liking the nose, but yeah, it's definitely wine forward. Yeah, wine, sherry forward. Yeah. A lot of baking. Wine heavy. I love baking notes. Baking spices? Yeah. I mean, it's a nice nose. It's a little bit more muted than I thought it would be for 114 proof. Are you getting a lot of, I mean... Pop it, man. Pop it? Is that what yeah. it is? Not coating the glass? That's better. I mean, about the, yeah, but not about a whole lot say, different. Not yeah. a whole lot different, yeah. yeah. Not a very... F- 
fragrant nose, to tell you the truth. I get a little more fruit on the nose once we popped it, though. Yeah, fruit, fruits, yeah. fruits, fruits, and wines. Yeah, Stephen, when you said uh, baking, I thought you said bacon. No, <laughs> bacon. And then I started thinking about food. I started thinking about the food you brought for us tonight. It's going to be good. So, yeah, yeah if, if any of the listeners remember, we talked several episodes ago about uh, pimento cheese. So, my man has brought some of the mousetrap, which is supposed to be the very best pimento cheese around. He brought some mousetrap pimento cheese for us to have tonight. Trying that afterwards? Yes, sir. That's the post game. See? Post game, yes. Don't you wish that you were hanging out with us since we have this um, stuff at, at our behest? Thank you, Stephen, in advance. You guys want to go in for the first tasting here? Sounds good. Let's get right to it. So I'm hoping and wishing that when I taste this, it's going to wow me because this is, you know, some things we talk about are blinds and not, this is not blind. This is something that none of us have had, though, before this evening. I like that blend of finishes on it. It's very wine forward. Yeah. So I'm not a wine guy, though, Anthony. Oh, you aren't? No. Uh, is sherry a real dry wine? Or is it? I don't know what. You tell me. I don't know. Sherry is used in cooking. It's cooking, yeah. It's okay. a cooking wine. And um, I'm getting wine be. forward, but I'm not getting dry. It's not dry. No, it can be I'm not sweet. Dry. What are some of the wines that dry you? Because this is not that. Oh, port. Port dries you, doesn't it? Port does. Um, red, I've got a, some red wines can be very dry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tannins and the red wines. Because this is, anybody that likes a wine finish, I mean, this is very wine forward to me, but it's not a drying wine. Right. Not bad. No, and actually, the finish on this is a lot um, more robust than I would have thought, but I guess at 114 proof. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that wine, that wine casting on it. I can really taste it now. And well, it's not and it's not single, it's not one dimensional. No, it's not. Yeah. It gets changing. It keeps, mm-hmm. so... Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It's not so whiny like we've picked up on some of the other cast bottles that we've had. Like, um, um, what was the one that we had that was in the, the red wine finish? The Cabernet? Ammunition? With that one. I guess the other one we had too. We've had a lot of, oh, Thomas Moore? Thomas Moore. When, yeah. we, when we're swirling it, we can see like the red in, right. infused in it. I'm not getting into the, uh, I guess, the wine infused in the actual liquid. No. But you can definitely taste it on the, on the palate. Well, you know what I'm actually getting quite a bit of that has taken me a second to like sort of get my bearings on this. It's like uh, it's not really dark fruits to me. It's like red apple. Why wouldn't it's it like be dark apple? Why wouldn't it be dark fruits? If it's- Is red apple dark fruits? No, if it's wine. No, I mean I'm getting red, but I'm also getting like I, maybe I'm settling on apple. I'm tasting apple, and I'm okay. also tasting like the dark peel of the apple, like a red apple, like a red apple peel. No, you're you're spot on, bro. I can see, yeah. Oh, yeah, like, I can get a little bit of, I can get a little apple out of this. Yeah, and orchardy. So we talk about orchardy, you I know, like fall, fall spices. Um, so you know, you said baking spices. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Like the fall spices that you get. Like, so my wife, my father in law visited recently, and so my father in law, when he comes to visit, cooks up a storm. My mother in law too. They cook a lot of good Indian food. But you know what happens when you cook good Indian food? You know, Kenny, I don't remember getting cold. <laughs> Come over. Just, yeah. I mean, I'm just like across the street, essentially. You know? yeah, that's right. Yeah, I should call you next time. No. So they're cooking all this good Indian food, right? And the only problem is when you cook a lot of good Indian food, guess what happens at a house? It smells. It smells. It does. And so what my wife does is she puts this pot with like cinnamon sticks and oranges and other spices, almost like whatever you would call that, like a... 
potpourri. Like, yeah, but it's a homemade potpourri kind of thing. Okay. Like a and cider. So, yeah, that sort of really like mm, fills the air with this like citrusy fragrance. Mm-hmm. And I kind like of, a cider, then yeah, yeah right. a cider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of feel like that's what this is mimicking a little bit. Like I'm really, I don't know. I, I personally, so far, I like it. I think it tastes good. I mean, even if you're not, you got like wine finishes, but this is to me got some of those spices in it that are are used to the stuff that you want to smell. I think the, the bottles that we've tried over the past episodes that are put into a wine wine barrel, right. I've really enjoyed them. Yeah, me yeah. too. Kenny. This is grippy. Do you remember that uh, Bull Run wine finish that I had at your house the one night? And you were like, I know where to get a bottle of that. And then you hooked me up with a guy so I could buy a bottle of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, that was because we tasted it over here. And I was like, man, that's good. So I think yeah. I do tend to gravitate toward wine finishes, like yeah. Steven said as well. I was well. finishing Pinot. Yeah, it was Pinot. Pinot Noir, yeah. And Pinot, Pinot is a sweeter. So it is ports what I'm thinking about. Because a lot of the ports I've had, they just kind of like drew me up and right. really dry. But yeah, this is not dry at all. I will say, though, what do you think of the finish on this guy? It's like, I mean, the back is smacking a little bit like, the back has a little bit of like, that's the only place I taste the grains on this. And it's not really, I don't know. I thought this finish would be sweeter. It's not, in any way, it's my palate dry, dry, is it? It's, it's not. I don't know. Maybe my palate's a little messed up. Um. I mean, it gets spicy. I don't get grains on the end. I get spice on the end. But does the spice fall flat, like, almost like a little bit bitter? Mm, let me go in for another sippy sip okay. here. I like this because I feel like we're really, like, this is a multi-layered uh, kind of complex whiskey. You know, I can get that. Were you saying a little grippy at the end? Mm. Kenny was saying grippy, but I'm saying, like, whatever grainy. I'm left with is grainy. A little bit grainy to me, but he's saying it's spicy. It I'm getting, I'm getting the, spicy at the I end. I get spicy. It's wrong. a yeah. spice that's turning, though. Something something is not hit my palate. But right. I also think it, 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 it kind of turns into this like semi-dry well, um, aspects of the wine. Well, since it is Beam with their peanutty, I wonder if it's going to do something a little bit of peanutty on the end, like a oh, that spicier might be peanut. And the peanut dries it out a little it bit. It might be a spicy okay. peanut uh-huh. type of stuff, yeah. No, that's uh, that's interesting. So I can't wait for, for pass, try, or buy here because... Kenny, can you remind our listeners, and maybe Stephen's never heard you say this, because I can't remember if you talked about it when you were on, when Stephen was on one of those shows, or if it was during when he was gone. Can you remind the listeners of your rule when it comes to opening? So we oh, broke we okay. broke one of Kenny's rules tonight, right out the gate. Gotcha. So this is a $200 bottle. Mm-hmm. It's purchased pretty much blind, without anything other than the guy at Beam, who presumably he works there. So he's what's going to do? Tell me it's bad, right, right? Right? Yeah, the guy working at Beam is going to tell me, "Oh yeah, you shouldn't buy this whiskey." So right. he hypes it up. He tells me it's good. I buy it. I hold on to it. We're opening it tonight, and we opened it. There's no sampling. Nobody had had this before, and it's a two hundred dollar right. bottle. So remind us of your rule, as Stephen is. Grinding away in his glass over there. Steven is Grind on me. Steven's aerating his a little bit. Relax your oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that's, um, that's a good that's a yeah. good song. That's a jam right there. So yeah, in general for me it's I got the seventy dollar rule. That's right. Uh if it's above seventy bucks, uh I will have to drink it at a friend's house, get a sample from somebody. Tried at a bar for free, almost. I don't know. <laughs> Where is that bar? I got a few places I go, but uh, I got to basically if it's if it's over seventy bucks, I always try to get a sample or a tasting before I open it personally. Okay, yeah. I just uh, that's my little thing, man. Because oh. now the seventy dollar rule instituted, though, to be fair, mm, probably you know a year and a half ago or so. So seventy dollars now, then is probably what ninety bucks now. I don't know. 
That's true. Yeah, prices Things, have gone up. Bucks, hundred bucks. Thank you, distilleries, for raising right. the prices of everything precipitously. I'm, I'm still I'm pretty. I hold by that though. Pretty true though. If it's seventy bucks, man, that's uh, that's about my thing. I'm gonna call um, you a liar here in a second. Well, you can, but yeah, I was kind of gearing towards a liar too. But yeah, you know why though? No. Here's why. Because, Tell me why. Uh, no. So Kenny, you and I both bought something recently that okay. I don't think you tried. Um, I know I hadn't tried it, and. Um, we both spent $500 on it. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Wild Turkey Generations, the day that they were uh, selling like oh, online. Mm-hmm. And you messaged me, and what did I do? I looked, and I went, I'll grab one. And then I went through the process and got that check. I went, $527. I said, is that the retail price? And you said, yep. But you said, it's, it's got to be good. Or you said you had tried it? Or oh, yet? I tried it. Oh, you did try it. Alves brought me a sample. Yeah, oh, I tried well, it. Dang bro. it, Alves. So I thought I caught you in a lie. But, no. So you had tried it. And I tried it. That might be one of the most big impulse purchases I made. In fact, I think I forgot that I, we still have to get those. They're still coming like late December. Yeah, Alves right? just got an email yesterday that his is shipped. Okay. So I'm hoping that we get an email that ours, because it is reserve bar. And they, uh, and they screwed everybody over before uh, by being, quote-unquote, oversold on stuff. That's so true. We'll see if we get that or not. But, uh, no, I had it, and uh, it's great. Um, and uh, it's uh, it's funny seeing everybody on – not everybody, but seeing a lot of people online uh, going in on Turkey about the higher MSRP prices. Right. Because, um, I mean, they're just they're just losing their crap, man. Right, they're flipping out over two fifty, three fifty, four fifty retail bottles, just losing their crap on yeah. wild turkey over that. Uh, friend of the podcast, Perry Ritter, um, he had an episode a couple weeks back where he was saying exactly that. He was getting really bent out of shape about turkey. He was talking about pride of Anderson County, a lot of things, and just saying that the prices are way too high. So, I guess as we're talking about the seventy dollar rule, moving it up to ninety. I'm thinking about recent purchases I've made, ones I know you make all the time. And uh, it's just the retail prices are going way, way high. I wonder what the percentage is like. I mean, you should know as a backroom manager, but you walked in those aisles. (laughs) And and the percentage of bottles that are like above, you know, the $70 limit. Yeah. Like they're on the shelves. But this thing, you all know me. You look around the room. I've got a lot of bottles. I buy some expensive bottles, some bottles, but I I usually don't crack it unless I've tried it already i really don't but and that's have to disagree with perry like wholeheartedly no offense perry but i mean you're wrong yeah um he may listen if he listens we can hook does, you guys up and you, you can I, have a so verbal sparring match generations <laughs> you know generations i think it's 120 and a half proof 121 proof yeah it's a blend of four i believe four different age barrels potentially i think it's nine year 12 14 15 9 13 14 15 yeah it also has a little bit of hair from jimmy eddie and bruce in it well, no, i'm kidding but you've got bruce eddie <laughs> and jimmy and something of that proof with that age if it had the name willet on it it'd be thousand bucks 800 right. bucks you're right you're 100% um, right you know, so it's, it's basically what's happened is Turkey has spoiled everybody. And I understand it. Totally understand, it, especially the longer time bourbon guys. Mm-hmm. I, I totally admit I'm a newer to bourbon. But the longer time bourbon guys that are used to getting wild turkey product that tastes great is still just a, you know readily available because people aren't chasing it. Lower uh, MSRPs. Um, I mean, you know, Campari's, they, they've woke up and they've realized they're – Looking at Buffalo Trace, looking at Willet, looking at all the other distilleries, they're like, man, we could really make a lot more money on this. Yeah, because it's not like this you stuff's know? bad. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. Think so. about a lot of Parker's and William Heaven Hill releases. 
That's true. They're two two fifty. You know, even at retail, and a lot of these uh, nicer turkeys taste a lot better. That's so, true. That's true. Um, you know, I don't I don't fault turkey for doing that. And would I rather have a two fifty retail for that generation versus four fifty? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But also at four fifty, they sold out instantly because it tastes great. It's all three. You know, Bruce, Eddie, Jimmy. 120 and a half there's not much turkey to tie a proof like that that's true there isn't so i mean you know i said if i had a if i had a willet label on it it would also be five six hundred dollars at retail probably and you wouldn't have the experience of drew flicking yeah. the doors open to the warehouse and everybody going With the egg salad sandwich yeah, yeah. I'm just, i'm just saying so i mean i see a lot of a lot of online hate with turkey with pride of anderson county some of the wild turkey masters keeping all that but all that's happened is uh Wild turkey is catching up okay. to what the other distilleries are pricing, in my opinion. I agree with that. So, Stephen, you were aerating over there before we went on our little sidetrack right. of, of turkey. What, what do you think happened? Do you, what do you think happened with the whiskey after you aerated it? I think it became more enjoyable. Really? Oh, all right, all right. okay. Like it, it, it just felt like it was a better drink. Yeah, I was hitting mine a little bit, too, after yeah. I saw you doing it. And I do think it smoothed it out a little so bit. So that's exciting, yeah. that, a little bit of that aerating, ethanol. that yeah. this over time will get better. Can I have a nip of yours? Yes, sir. But all right, you sure. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. The nose is sweeter. It's a mind trick. No, it's not a mind trick. It's a much sweeter bourbon. Yep. Yeah. Much sweeter. Yeah. That's the sweetness that you said it was missing earlier. Right, exactly. Yeah. It smooths so it out a lot. Over yeah. time it's gonna come out. Mm-hmm. But they're really and that's you know, there's not a I guess you can say scientifically you can't you know, they don't you know, things don't change or this and that, but there's a hundred percent change. I mean, I don't think you can like physically or like scientifically show how something changes but right. your taste is your taste and it that's why some bottles when they're open for 30 to 45 days they go flat mm-hmm. other things get better uh, this will get better based on what you just did oh it's much much that that's a sweetness that you said it was missing speaking of sweet like what have you experienced that goes flat after a month elijah craig 18s damn big yeah. time that Huge. sucks big yeah. time <laughs> If you're yeah. drinking a Logic Rick 18 after you open it within a couple of weeks, man, it is just flat. My goodness. Yeah, they add a lot of water to it. I mean, to get it 90 proof yeah. at 18 years old. The Logic Rick 18 is super flat really quick. Yeah. But if you open it and drink it within two weeks, it's beautiful. Yeah. So if that's a bottle that if you want to impress everybody, you should take it somewhere and a place where you know everyone's going to drink it because they're going to like it when they open it. Yeah. And you're, yeah, yeah. You really yeah. do. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Yeah. Do you have an Elijah Craig 18? No, I don't, but cool. that's kind of sad. Like, it's an expensive bottle. And you're like, well, right. if you don't finish it, it's going to go skunk. 200 to 225 yeah, right. bucks expensive. Yeah, that's expensive. And once a year release, right? Right. Yeah. I just went back to my glass. It has not been aerated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it has that little, it's a lot spicier. Mm-hmm. Yep. And not astringent, but a little bit overly spicy. and Right. It was um, just before we aerated it, that back palate was getting little, me a little yeah. bit. A little bit hot for me. No, the aeration, yeah. it is sweet, way sweeter. Way sweeter. So, go get you a cream frother. Big shout out to the cream frother. And, Am- and Amazon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say cream of Kentucky? Go ahead. Cream of Kentucky. Great job. Okay. Very good. So, fellas, would you pass, try, or buy on the... I'm over here. Go He's ahead. Giggling. No, go ahead. What? He's giggling. Go ahead. Uh, he say, yeah, go ahead. Do it. Oh, but Sorry, it was good. It's, I yeah. know, but his giggles are People like it. I'm though. giggling because this guy stole my glass right in the middle of you talking. Yeah. Giggles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the other the other dude knows what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, would you pass, try, or buy on the Legion Yamazaki? Let me go first. 
Yes, sir. Let's go. Yeah, as the other guy, other other guys first or whatever. Other dude. So, um, I was a pass. Really? Until okay, (laughs) savage. No, dead serious. I was a pass because it's two hundred and fifteen bucks. Right. And the wine finish is strong, Mm -hmm. and there's definitely several. Eighty to hundred dollar bottles that are finished and whatever you can right. pull out finishing right. taste right. So I was a pass until I tried Anthony's aerated one. All right. So I am still a try now. I'm not a buy, but I'm a try. So I'm a hundred percent a try. But the thing is, if you go try it somewhere, you need to make sure it's not fresh crack. Um, but I'm a try uh, because I feel that for some people they will actually really love this, mm-hmm. and other people it will still be a little bit not normal bourbony for them so um i definitely moved from a pass to a try okay okay a solid try you might have downgraded mine from what i was gonna Uh-oh. pick um oh so you you're saying that casking it is going to hide things right is that what you're kind of saying and you know? are you saying that because of the price you don't want any other like layers on it like the casking or you- oh no 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 i'm just saying that um Based on that price, I've had some other bourbons that are also finished and stuff. Right, which can also like you help that help that right. Where you don't taste as much of the original source as you taste the finishing. Yeah. So if I'm tasting a lot of the finishing, if I'm tasting wine and sherry, you can do that at any. I price can do point. wine. I can taste wine and sherry at a sixty dollar bottle that's been finished. Okay. Okay. If that makes sense. No, no, you you actually have downgraded me. But aerating it makes me a solid, solid try instead of a pass. Yep. I was a buy until that, and then I think yeah. I think your comment is correct because I had a little reservation about the price. But you're right; you can you can put something some bourbon in the in a in a wine barrel and, and pick up those notes and mm-hmm. enjoy it. Just because I've enjoyed this because of the wine. But you're yeah. right; I'm not picking up much bourbon out of it. Yeah, um, I get some of the aeration pr- is huge, man. The proof is there. I'm glad y'all did the aeration. Yeah, both of y'all, seriously. And, and, but I think I think if I'm if I'm going for a bourbon. A, a a wine flavored bourbon. I don't know if I'm going to spend the two hundred twenty bucks. Right. I, I like you said. I'm sure you can do it for hundred, if yeah. not less. Well, I want to come in and because say that, the Thomas More is eighty. Yeah, that's true. And I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed the Thomas More as well, but I don't think that Thomas More is on the same level as this. I really don't. Oh, it's not. No, it's not. It yeah. It's not. Yeah. But you're. All, it's also a wine true. flavoring versus yeah. a bourbon flavoring. Well, I'm I'm mad at both of you because I actually proved Kenny wrong. Uh-oh. I, I was better than his law of what you can and can't buy and what you'd expect to buy. I actually think that this proves your law wrong. I actually really enjoy this whiskey. I did too. I, I did. Yeah. I think it's um, now. Now again, is it a great value? Is it a great value at two hundred dollars? Could you get something else? If I tried enough finished products, I might be able to find something. But to me, this is like red apple, fall spices, a lot of very delectable nice things and so for once i can say truly being honest here i've been disappointed by a lot of beam releases <laughs> just being 100 percent awesome like, definitely okay, not disappointed with this i'm not disappointed I'm not with this not at all and so i get why you guys are tries um i think if i can get somebody to go to total wine for me i might buy a backup of this because i don't know if this is going to be a yearly thing and i do like it enough that i would buy it so yeah. that's just my perspective and I didn't expect it to be there. And now Steven wants the bottle back. Kenny stole my aerated stuff. He said, I'm taking the aerated stuff. No, I'm back. just wondering, like, I'm Steven going aerated first. I'm going back and forth. Like, I was a buy. And then he talked about, you know, if you're going after the wine flavoring. But then you brought back, you know, there's a lot of flavor there, which comes from the bourbon. 
Last time I saw a try, and in Anthony's words, I might be what's called a try plus. Right. Is that right. what that means? Yeah, try plus, I guess. So, yeah. Like I said, solid try. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a try plus after aeration. Okay. All right. Well, I will say this. I, you know, I'm very, way, way more impressed than I thought I'd be. And you know what? I thought maybe it was because of the story, right? You know how you have the story? Right. Somebody gives you the story, tells you it's good, they tell you to buy it. But the nose is good, the color's good. Yeah. No, I'm really impressed. The bottle is with this. beautiful. Oh, the bottle by itself. There you yeah. go. Man, I just got another pour and aerated it. This is this is really good. Are you gonna change your uh your conclusion, sir? Yeah. Uh, let's I'm letting, I'm letting Kenny I'm, aerate I'm, this I might so I might change mine yeah. too. We'll see. Oh here we go. Hang on. We're gonna go with the final, final pass try and buy. He's getting in there. I know. He's really got it going there. It looks like cream soda. Uh, fifteen seconds. Fifteen. You did fifteen, I didn't do fifteen seconds. I didn't either. I actually just it's had like this last, last pour first crack. <laughs> you pulled a Rick Patino. <laughs> <laughs> Rick getting dragged over here. Rick getting dragged. I love it. <clears throat> Fantastic. All right, so I'm going to go in here again. Like I said, just tasting your aeration, I went from a pass to a tri plus or a solid yeah, tri. So we'll now get, let's try we'll get, again here. We'll get you two by pretty soon here. Uh, we'll happen. see. We'll see. There you go. It's like I really enjoy the proof being at 114, and I enjoy the wine of okay. it. And the nosing is fantastic. Oh, yeah. No no doubt there. Yeah, I feel. So it's like all those three, three, three things, that I feel like it should be a buy. But for some reason, what his, his messaging said about the wine casking and you know, buying a cheaper bottle and getting a similar experience. You're still convinced by Kenny. I get That's it. That's stupid, Kenny. I get it. That other dude. I get it, man. I get it. I don't blame you at all. You know what? I'm going to go back. Uh-oh. I'm going to be a buy. Steven has changed to a buy. Kenny, what do you think of that? I might be as well. Let's we'll see. Uh-oh. He's got his little elixirs. He got <laughs> his elixirs. <laughs> all right. I'm going to give us a little whirl here again. What do you got over there? <clears throat> now, Steven has a glass. And we all got the Rona. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes younger. Yeah, I liked what you gave me, but I think it still tasted a little bit younger and a little bit like one di- more one-dimensional than... It's not younger. But It's not younger. No. I taste green in it. Green? Yeah. Like green, like green, green? A little bit. Green like young? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It ain't young, bro. Yeah, I don't know if I get young. I get more just one-dimensional than... So I'm not sure what that means. All right. Ready to... So Anthony was a buy. I went from a buy to a pass to a buy. I was a buy, a buy to, try to, to try to buy. So are you back to a buy? Yeah. Okay. So so what's happened for me, I was, before aeration, I was such a, I was a, just a pass. So the first aeration sip moved me to a try. So I went in and poured my own, aerated my own, drank it again. It was very... It was very rich, and it it uh, the front was different than the middle, different than the end, and the finish even was just different. So I did like that. So what I went and grabbed off the shelf, because this is what two fifteen plus tax. Yeah, so well, one ninety nine, but two hundred mm-hmm. total okay. wine. So what I went and grabbed off the shelf is something that I would be a buy on at two hundred dollars, because mm. they're most of them are one seventy five to two hundred bucks. Okay, was that was that a bull run? No. Okay. So, because well, bull runs are eighty bucks, one hundred and twenty bucks. Okay. But I grabbed something that was I would be a buy at at two hundred. Gotcha. And after trying these side by side, Stephen, where that glass goes? That one. 
Um, so, but after drinking these side by side, so after aerating and drinking this next to this mystery bourbon, you ought to not know what it is. The elixir. The elixir. It's yeah. an elixir. So after aerating the Yamazaki, it's Thanksgiving Allegiance. spices left over, <laughs> marinated in the bottle. Mm. See that? I miss want to give you though. I'm a sweet whore. Yeah, it's sweet. It's sweet. It's I sweet. Like that sweetness. Yeah, definitely but, sweet. But it, I believe, like you said, it's not as the, uh, multidimensional as this one. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm a, last drink here. There you go. I heard the words, the magic words, layered. All right, I'm a ba. Ah, boom. Whoa, there you go. I'm a ba. Ring it up. Ring it Change up. Change it to a ba. So what did you compare it to? Russell's 13, batch three. Okay. Really? What year is that? Um, it came out uh, last year. Okay. Wow. But it, uh, the Russell's 13 from batch three, though, is uh, a lot of 20-year-old and 18-year-old bourbons. Holy cow. <laughs> so that's what it's not young. So there's no green in it. No green. <laughs> no green I was going to say, yeah, it, yeah, definitely not green. But, and I, I love Russell's 13 batch three. It was very good. But this is more multidimensional. Um, so, you know, I, I will go to a, to a buy. Nice. Yeah, I'll go to a buy. Sweep. Wow. It's a clean sweep. I didn't yeah. think we'd get there. Well, I mean, honestly, the, the aeration is huge. So if you fresh crack a Russell's 13, it's freaking phenomenal just right out the, the gate. This, to me, is this was not very good at fresh crack. So for me, if I went and bought one of these Legions, I would take that. I would pour it into my glass, uh, whatever the thing is, a mixing bowl. A, a tubey. I bore it in that book, and then I pour it right back into the bottle. That way, I'm getting air into it. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did with my old Louisville pick the other day. I fresh cracked an old Louisville pick. Yep. Poured the whole entire bottle out into my glass, uh, a big glass measuring cup thing. Then I poured the whole thing back into the bottle just to get air mixed in there. Nice. And so, if I bought a bottle of this Legion, I would 100% pour it all out into a next another vessel and pour it all back into the bottle immediately. Personally. Oh wow! Okay. Because the aeration changed this thing huge. So not only do you get a buy, but you get a lot of fun advice about well, how I mean, you it. Well, I mean, it changed that. me from a pass to a buy. That's a big by aeration. That's huge. It's right. Huge. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, Anthony, thank you for buying that. You're very welcome, sir. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Glad to share with you guys. I'm gonna go use your phone number, Total Wine, uh, <laughs> and buy some more. Don't go buy them before I get a chance to. And with that, thanks for listening to this week's edition. Please like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Mashup KY. Don't forget to visit our partner, BourbonOutfitter.com. Enter code the Mashup for a special discount. Also, let us know your thoughts in the bottom of the comment section. Until next time, keep it. Easy.